Gospel Message Week 30 Joy, the fruit of the Spirit Galatians 5 verse 22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. I want us to look at that verse very well. It says the fruit, not the fruits. All this rich variety of graces, of conduct, of character is thought of as one. All these members we just said out that is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness is thought as one. St. Paul said the fruit. We all know that guy is learned. Yes. <laughs> so it is not a mistake. He said fruit. You cannot separate them. They are not isolated. They are connected. You cannot say you love someone and not have joy. Or you say, as I am not involved or not talking to this person, I have peace. Or I am, or I will just do my, my things. I will be kind to that my sister or brother that needs a thousand dollars. And yet, you cannot spare a dime to the beggar on the road. To enable the fruit of the Spirit to germinate and grow in our lives, we need to infuse all these elements listed into our lives as one. Look at the fruit of spirit as an orange and the seeds in it as this, as the elements of listed out. Look at the fruit of spirit as our whole head and the elements as, you know, the other, other organs of our, in our head, right? Like love for eyes, joy for nose, peace for mouth, forbearance for your left ear, kindness for your teeth, goodness for your tongue, faithfulness for the second ear. Imagine losing one of these sense organs or more. Do you think you will be, you'll be able to function? That is why we cannot have joy and not have love. We cannot have peace and, and, until we have kindness. We have, we, 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 I, I will be focusing mainly on joy, on, joy, on joy today. John 15 verse 11, Jesus said to his disciples, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You need the joy of Jesus Christ to have joy. When we see people very uptight, always on the, you know, always frowning, unhappy, and people would say, oh, that is how their face is. Even we use a phrase like, oh, that guy or that girl has no joy. That auntie has no joy. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what the world is feeding you, regardless of what is happening in your surroundings, that lack of job, that financial challenge, that childbirth, that childbirth challenge, that marriage that has gone south, that relationship you used your all to build but has failed, that job that is not yielding nothing, that feeling that comes when you know you have everything but yet something is missing. Listen, the Bible says, and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Amen. I remember a revival that I was in and... Um, a very sweet mother stood up and then she asked the question that why is it that you know people see someone going through difficult and they, what they do is either mock them laugh at them gossip or you know make a whole story about the downfall of that person she was so bitter about it because she's she's um she's an elderly woman and i'm sure she has seen more than i have seen in life so she knew what she was talking about. That this is, you know, this is something that is really, really um, bringing we women down, because it was a woman forum. You know, I was there and I was listening to her. I saw the bitterness in her, and I, 
I can relate with it. I can, you know, I see people talk about people. I see people bring people down. I see people say low things about people. I see people draw people, you know, draw people backward. I see, I see the hatred in in the midst of, you know, people. And my heart was open, and my ear, you know, my ears were open to receive from the Holy Spirit. And then something spoke to me, and I told her, I said, to be to be kind is divine. To be full with sympathy and have towards, you know, sympathy, empathy and have love towards your neighbor is divine. To have patience is divine. You cannot blame these people that are doing this because the Holy Spirit doesn't live in them. The Bible says the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It is divine. If the Holy Spirit does not settle in you, you can never have these qualities. No way. To have joy is divine. I want us to differentiate between joy and happiness. There are two different things, totally. Mm -hmm. Happiness is an emotion. And, 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 and listen, God never intended for people to be in that emotional state all the time. No, he never did. Ecclesiastes 3, 4, there is a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. He never, ever, ever expects us to always be happy. No, there is time for everything. But yet, he says in everything, in everything, with joy in your heart, make your petition known to me. Now, joy, biblical joy, true joy. This comes from filling the spiritual void with good relationship, Primarily an intimate relationship with the one who is pure joy, Jesus Christ. John 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. That fruit, Galatians 5.22 states, includes joy. Jesus wants us to seek for his unconditional joy. When you begin to open space for the king of kings to sit in your heart, he said his joy will remain in you and no one will take it from you. That's John 16 verse 22. We need an attitude change. We need an attitude change to experience the joy of God. Joy carries gratitude, contentment, optimism, a sense of freedom. To grow in joy, we need to be self-absorbed. For joy to flourish, every other member of the fruit must be present in our lives. We must focus on loving others and especially on loving God. We must have internal peace. We must be able to show kindness to the least expected. We must be able to forbear one another, be faithful and show goodness. Joy is divine. Joy is largely composed of gratitude. Gratitude for the wonderful things God has done for us and his exceedingly great and precious promises for our future. Thessalonians 5, 10, um, chapter 5, um, 10 to 18 um, made us understand that gratitude produces joy. When you begin to worship God and praise this, you know, you, you put on, you put in a song in your CD or probably you have it on your phone and then you have your earpiece on. And then, you know, you begin to listen to that song. You begin to relate with it. You begin to worship at that moment. You are soaked in the horror of worship. You begin to experience a type of joy, a type of peace. Like you just, you just feel so different in worship. Then the CD stops or probably, you know, a phone call comes in. And then you get back to normal. 
at that particular point that you were feeling that aura of worship, you were not here. You were ready. You were divine. You you were worshiping with the angels. You were worshiping with with with, with the host of angels. Joy is divine. Not only should we have gratitude to God on ourselves, the Bible says rejoice with those that rejoices. When you show gratitude to God on behalf of your neighbor genuinely, ha, joy will definitely live in you. Psalm 68 verse 3, let the righteous be glad, let them rejoice exceedingly. God desires that we serve him with joy and gladness of heart, of our heart. Deuteronomy 28 verse 47. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul spoke of the joy of the Holy Spirit. It is through his spirit that God shows and communicates his joy. It is through that spirit God shares his joy with us. Look at the list of the, of the, of the spirits. After the first and special commandments, which is love, then comes joy. If we are filled with godly love, definitely we will produce joy. Listen, rejoice is the verb form of joy. The Bible can't... Oh my God, the Bible loves saying rejoice. At every point, there is a word rejoice. So joy is not optional. Philippians 4, um, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. The emphasis of exhortation is utmost. Yes, there are times to witness sorrow. There is the, you know, there is godly sorrow. There is worldly sorrow. We can't talk about joy and not talk about sorrow. Yes. We can't do that. Godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Oh, you can't, oh, you can't regret such sorrow. But the worldly sorrow produces death. Um, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10 tells us, you know, expansions on that. Those who have joy experiences, experiences godly sorrow at, 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 at a time. Those who feel the worst about their, their sins feel the greatest joy about their forgiveness and God's amazing grace. Now, when you begin to have worldly sorrow, it's generally self-pity. While you indulge yourself in worldly sorrow, it is impossible to have joy. If we can add to our life gratitude, if we can, if we can add to our life humility, if we can add to our life forgiveness, faith, hope, patience, and love, then take away resentment, take away anger, take away fear and worry, materialism, greed, jealousy, complaining, and of course, definitely pride. If we can take away all of this, the result is joy. You see that joy is divine. It is divine. It fights with the flesh. How can you do this? How can you? How can you take away? How can you? How can you take away anger? How can you take away fear? How can you take away worry? How can you take away greed, jealousy? How can you take away pride without the spirit of God? And someone is saying, oh, with everything going on around me, I've been married for years, no child, you know, been in the same spot, no promotion, been single for almost a year now, been out of job, I can't even work my gym job because of papers. Listen, God's joy continues to flow through his people, even during their suffering because of their rock, which is hope. Solid hope.
if we understand how God is using those trials to help us build godly character. The Bible says, and we know that all things, even trials, work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the who are called according to his purpose. To those who are the called according to his purpose. It says the called. We all know we are called. The Bible says those we calls he equips, those we equips he empowers. And if it says all that all, all things work together for the for the good of those of, of, of for the good um sorry all things work together for good for the called. Don't you know he has equipped you for the trial and yet empowered you for the purpose? Why are we not going to rejoice and be glad and invite the joy of God, which is our strength, into our lives? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You need the joy of the Lord to be your strength during these tough times. Without his joy in you, your strength fails you. Paul wrote in um, Romans 5, we also rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and then character, hope. James said, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance in remaining faithful to God. Since God is exceedingly joyful, his servants, I mean you and I, should also be joyful. Sadly, many people who claim to be God's disciple are sour and bitter. But listen to Luke's description of a true disciple, follower and servant of Christ. Acts 13.52 And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Joy is divine. How can we be filled with joy and the Holy Spirit? Peter in Acts 2 says, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. Afterwards, our joy begins because Christ lives in us. Galatians 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who, I, who loved me and gave himself for me. Joy is divine. But even if the Holy Spirit resides in you, don't have joy for that purpose alone. Luke 10, 20, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. If we can go through these steps, the next step will be to bring God your exceedingly joy, to bring, to bring, to bring, to bring God who is your exceedingly joy into your life. Psalm 43 verse, for then will I go to the altar of God, to God my exceedingly joy. Yes, with my voice will I praise him. And then you soak yourself in the atmosphere of the most high and be in his presence at all times. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Joy is divine. Amen. Amen. Amen.